Welcome to AP Psych! Hey everybody, so in this episode we're going to be talking about some pretty big topics um, and we're going to be talking about some very serious disorders. If you need help for yourself or for someone else, there is a hotline number that you can call and reach out to a trusted adult um, or you can reach out to a trusted adult here at school or in your life. You also have the United Mental Health Team here at our school where there is a um, a whole lot of people who can help you and who are professionally trained to do that. If you do want the hotline number, it is 1-800-273-TALK. That is, can you repeat that, Ms. 1-800-273-TALK. And talk would be 8255. Okay, awesome. All right, welcome back, everyone. Today we're going to continue talking about different uh, psychological disorders or mental disorders, and we are going to start with anxiety disorder. Yes. So what is anxiety? I think a lot of us have a pretty good idea of what it is already. You can say like, oh, I'm really anxious about this AP exam, or um, we might kind of relate it to being nervous. Mm -hmm. But the actual definition of anxiety is a normal reaction to stress and the unknown or unpredictable. It can involve fear, worry, apprehension, uneasiness, and even physical symptoms like headaches, muscle tension, and nausea. So what is the difference between having anxiety? Because we see in that definition that it's a normal reaction. So what's the difference between having anxiety and having anxiety disorders? Well, just anxiety disorders exist Wow, that was a tongue twister. <laughs> they exist when normal anxiety doesn't go away as it should and begins to cause dysfunction in someone's life. It can be a serious mental illness, but can also be treated successfully most of the time. This is the most common category of disorders. We're going to go through different uh, anxiety disorders. So the DSM-5 includes more than 10 different anxiety disorders, but the main ones that we're going to know are specific phobias, social anxiety disorder, panic disorder, agoraphobia, and generalized anxiety disorder. So let's get started and let's talk about specific phobia. So specific phobia is an out-of-proportion fear of a certain object or situation. This is lasting and severe enough to cause significant distress or impairment, and a person avoids the object or entire situations or endures it without considerable fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. With considerable fear. With, yep, yeah. yep, yep. I was like, <laughs> wait, that doesn't, doesn't sound right. Endures it with considerable fear and anxiety. So an example would be, I am afraid, this is a true story, I am afraid of falling off the treadmill. Like, I'm really afraid of it. Because okay. I saw somebody fall off and they got, like, so hurt. This is not a phobia because I will still go on the treadmill. I'm just afraid of it. I'm just afraid of falling off. If it was a phobia, I would avoid the treadmill like the plague. 
So that would be an example. Like we might say like, oh, I'm, I'm claustrophobic. I just don't like being like so close to people, but it might just be like, you don't want to smell the person next to you. It's bad breath, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's a difference between like not liking something and like being phobic of it, like not liking it at all. Right. Not being able to be in that area. Some people have specific phobias for height. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I didn't realize until I was on this escalator Mm -hmm. in the Reston Metro Mm -hmm. that is so steep. Yeah. I had no idea that I had a fear of heights, but Mm -hmm. like, I think I have a fear of heights. Yeah. But again, just a fear, not a phobia. Some people would not be able to do it. Right. Um, Or if they did, it's that considerable fear and anxiety. You might need to take medication for it. Some Mm -hmm. people have that fear of flying. Mm -hmm. Um, Even elevators like Bruce Wayne in The Dark Knight. Had a fear of elevators? Yeah, I'm pretty... I think it was that Batman. I'm not a DC person, so you, yeah. somebody can correct me. But anyway, something like that. Like, really afraid. Really afraid. That's... Unable to do it. If you are... If you do it, some people need, like, a Xanax. Like, you, there are prescriptions that mm-hmm. you can get prescribed to deal with a specific phobia. Exactly. And then social anxiety disorder is a fear or anxiety about social situations where the person may be observed or scrutinized by others. So individual fears in embarrassing themselves or showing anxiety and being negatively judged and avoidance or endurance with fear is common. Um, so I, we were actually just talking about this. My husband was diagnosed with social anxiety disorder when we were in high school and it would get to the point where like he would tell his mom that he was sick just so he wouldn't have to go to school because he could not be around other people um and he would get physically sick that was on the list of things that kind of like laid out anxiety Mm -hmm. nausea and he would just get physically sick like all the time um so again that's another example of like i'm nervous to be in a room of people that i don't know But, and I might have like some anxiety about it, but I'm not suffering from social anxiety disorder. Does that make sense? Yeah. Panic disorder. This is a sudden or repeating panic attacks, which are intense fear. They must include at least four of these things. There's a huge list here that I recommend that you read through yourself, but just so I'll, I'll go through them quickly. Racing or pounding heartbeat, sweating, trembling, shortness of breath, choking, chest pain, nausea, dizziness, chills or overheating, numbness or tingling, feeling of unreality or being detached from oneself, fear of losing control, or fear of dying. So you need at least four of those for it to be considered um, a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And for it to be considered panic disorder, you need to have uh, sudden or repeated panic attacks. Mm-hmm. That list is almost like the list after, like at the end of like a prescription drug commercial. I know. This may cause racing, pounding heartbeats, sweating, trembling, shortness of breath, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> the next one's agoraphobia. <laughs> Agoraphobia is a fear or anxiety about being in situations where escape might be difficult or help might not be available, and this often results in avoidance. Two or more of these situations, um, I'm sorry, 
it can happen with two or more of these situations. That's where it would be considered agoraphobia. Public transportation, open spaces, enclosed spaces, standing in lines or crowds, or being away from home alone. What is fear of spiders? Arachnophobia? Not agoraphobia. Yeah, yeah. I, I was getting them confused in my head. Okay, gotcha. So I wanted to clarify. I had a friend in high school who was both afraid of spiders and peanut butter. Afraid of peanut butter? Yeah. So I'm not a nice person, secretly. <laughs> <laughs> and I baked <laughs> peanut butter cookies. and put With spiders a, in them? Well, and I put a fake spider on top and I put it in his locker because I knew his locker combination. Did you give him a panic attack? No, it wasn't like a phobia. He just oh. like really didn't like it. Oh, 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 okay. So agoraphobia <laughs> is not arachnophobia. No, they are very different things. Um, it's about your ability to like move around freely. Yeah. Um, anxiety disorders in more detail. So, generalized anxiety disorder is excessive worry or anxiety, often about multiple things at once. This occurs the uh, occurring. This occurs the majority of the time for an extended period of at least six months. So we talked about when we talked about the intro. We talked about how, like you have, or in our intro to this unit, we talked about how this isn't like a one and done kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of this, like in order for you to be diagnosed, it has to be going on for a really long time. Six months. That's half a year um, until you can even be like diagnosed with this right um uncontrollable and dysfunctional sympathetic nervous system is aroused constantly and at least three of the following are present restlessness fatigue concentration difficulties irritability muscle tension and sleep problems usually resulting in insomnia there are no known physical causes to generalized anxiety disorder um which is just like a little extra note for us, but yeah. So explaining anxiety disorders, the biology of it is that there might be too little GABA. Remember, that's one of our neurotransmitters. Unit two, check it out. Yep. There might be too much norepinephrine. Unit two, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a genetic predisposition. So it could be something that's that runs in your family. Mm -hmm. It could be natural selection. So we're really fearing things um, that kept us alive at some point in our history. And on the flip side, well, first of all, biology would obviously be our nature side. Mm -hmm. So then we have to have our nurture side as well. And that shows us um, conditioning and behaviorism. Um, so maybe we learn to associate anxiety with certain cues we're more likely to develop um, anxiety when bad events happen unpredictably. We were actually just talking about this mm -hmm. as well with some other uh, social science teachers about how those unexpected, unpredictable events mm -hmm. are often the biggest triggers for anxiety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you get that repeatedly, it might become a conditioned response. Mm -hmm. Reinforcement maintains learned fears or anxieties. So anything that enables us to avoid or escape feared situation uh, reinforces our maladaptive behaviors or kind of tells our body, okay, if we respond this way, then we'll get away from something that we fear. Mm -hmm. And so 
that will continue. Yeah. So that's all we have for anxiety. Up next, we're going to talk about bipolar disorder. So stay tuned for the next episode. Yep. Happy studying! studying.